Good morning. So it is Sunday morning, dressing gown time, and wanted to jump on and talk about um, something I had a few debates with actually this week with um, a few people and some of the ladies speaking to me about it as well, like maybe struggling with certain areas um, with their diet in terms of sticking to it. And, and I just want to say that the headline here, you know, I've put in the title here. Hey, Sam. The fact you can have sweeteners despite what they say, because you'll see in the media very like cut, you know, yes or no statements. And the reality is at the moment is the longer you kind of in and look around this nutrition industry, the more you kind of things don't really make sense. Sometimes you've got one person saying this, the other person saying that. And I first just want to say that I'm not saying that sweeteners will provide a nutritional benefit in terms of like, let's say you eat blueberries and blueberries give you a certain amount of nutrition antioxidants fiber that have health benefits a sweetener won't provide you any with that but does that mean that it's negative or does it mean that it's neutral like i wanted to kind of debunk a few of the few things that i see on the media so for example the first one is aspartame okay you might may hear aspartame contains methanol this is true which you might go oh wow that's that's not good however when you look at how much it has you compare that so one serving of tomato juice contains four to six times the methanol as one diet coke and i'm not saying that diet coke is healthy or anything here but i'm saying when you actually put a sentence into context you can understand that okay maybe this is just sensation sensationalizing so I'll repeat that. One serving of tomato juice contains four to six times the methanol than a Diet Coke. Yet everyone's blaming Diet Coke. Not that I'm saying have Diet Coke. But on that note, I just want to touch on, you know, I've worked with a lot of ladies who have maybe had great results with their weight loss, their fat loss, their relationship with food, simply from allowing themselves to actually have a bit of everything. And I, and I know that's not for everyone. I'm not saying do that. However, if you consider that a lot of people say, oh, you know, I want, I want to reduce maybe um, blood sugar levels, I want to lose some weight, I want to lose a few pounds, I want to drop a dress size. These are all very anti-inflammatory states. If you get rid of excess body fat, there's nothing more um, inflammatory than excess body fat, body fat, if you like. We know that, you know, losing body fat has a very positive impact on a lot of health markers, be it cholesterol, blood pressure, etc. So given that, to do this, someone was like, you know what, I can actually make these changes if I just make a small swap. Even if it's like, you know, on a Saturday night, I'm going to have um, slimline tonic or switch to the, this was her example, the lower, the, the lower calorie fever tree one. That's doable. And these small swaps, you know, if you make 10 of those different small swaps across a week, then you've got to ask the question, okay, what's more damaging here? The little bit of sweetener I've had? Or the fact that I was getting frustrated at no results, thinking that I had to give up all my carbs and everything like that to lose weight. When actually, if I just look at it from long term here, if I look at where I want to be in a year's time and actually just work backwards. OK, if I lose even half a pound a week. You know, I'm going to be a few stone down. In a year, imagine that just from doing these small changes. So. On top of that, they I'll talk about a study that they gave um, 18 to 60 year olds 
over a thousand milligrams of aspartame, so one gram, um, which is equivalent to about six cans of Diet Coke a day. Okay, so they gave them this every day. And these studies are really good because they're not just like asking people, when do you eat Diet Coke? When do, when do you drink Diet Coke? When do you drink, you know, this, this? Because people don't really remember. And that's where these studies are very kind of flawed. This is where they actually give them it. So these studies have a lot of extra um, certainty behind them, if you like. They found that over 12 weeks, there was no impact on appetite in terms of hormones, um, no impact on blood sugar levels, because you often see, oh, when you drink a diet coat, your blood sugar levels go up, your body thinks it's craving something. And, and some people might feel like they get that sweet hit and they have to eat more. That's fine. This is just showing, you know, what happens on average in a study. OK, and what I'm saying here is if you are having that and that that kind of suits you, then that's OK. So. No impact on insulin, no impact on blood sugar levels from the Diet Coke over 12 weeks. And that was six cans a day. And you often see that, it, that aspartame and, and other sweeteners are linked to other conditions. And in about 1% of the population, it can be like headaches, which is, you know, something that you, you wouldn't want. Um, in terms of like diseases, like you, you see it linked to, to cancers and things like that. That was in rodents and they actually injected the aspartame into to the rodent. So what you've got to consider with that is that's bypassing a digestive system. So when, when you give, when you eat food, that's got to be broken down, stomach acid, enzymes, small intestine. Then guess what? Your body goes, right, we don't want that. We don't want that. It breaks it down. Aspartame is essentially a protein. Okay. So it's actually built of amino acids together. So like, kind of like that. <laughs> um, and then when it's broken down, just like you know, any protein, just like when you eat beans, if you like, it's broken down into amino acids, single ones, then your body recognizes them. So there's different chains, your body breaks them down, then they're all single, ready to mingle. Then they get into the digestive system, small intestine, you absorb what you need, out or not. Now, an excess amount of this might cause like gas bloating, might not be great for your gut bacteria if you've got loads of it. But again, you've got a way up Am I stressing on the minutiae when actually a few small changes and I could be a few pounds down in a few weeks starting to build momentum? Not that that's everything again, but again, relationship with food. What if what if you go about your day thinking, oh, I can't, I've had a sweetener really bad. I'm going to get really ill now. Just from reading something online, which is taking the context completely out of it. You know, when you look at like the methanol stuff that often people say, um, and when you look at, you know, this whole fitness industry, we often like to blame one thing. You know, whether that's carbs, whether that's sweeteners, you know, and sweeteners aren't healthy. I want to stress that sweeteners aren't healthy. They contain zero nutrition. Common sense will tell you that, that there's no kind of nutrition in it. But the key thing is that you find a plan that you can stick to and you find you just focus on the next step. So if the next step is switching from your gin and tonic fever tree to gin and tonic with a the lighter, lighter one, which isn't zero. It has some sweetness, a bit of a mix. I know a lot of the um, our members actually really like that one, and that that just makes a little difference. If you you know if you want to make a small difference without even really feeling it, that's a good place to start. And it, it could be that you know I've had a question. Oh, am I okay with a diet Fanta because it just sorts my hunger craving out? You know, you have got the fizziness, you got the sweetness. Afternoon, it's refreshing, ice in there especially in this weather. Yeah, of course. Like, what's the alternative is always a good place to start with that. I mean, if the alternative is you're eating 
lots of chocolate and sweets, etc. Then you've got to look at it. If the alternative is a Coca-Cola, look at that. Like people say, yeah, I'd rather just put the sugar in. But when you look at the research and you actually take a kind of really look at the data, sugar is excess sugar will cause more impact. Now, same time, I'm going to go back to this. This is what you can stick to and this has to be your plan. You have to do what works for you. It's important just to get the facts so you can feel almost comfortable that you, know, you don't have to take this nutrition stuff to the nth degree. Nothing has to be clear cut, carbs, bad or good. Not true. You have to just make that one rule. And I, and I always do this in our one-to-ones when we start is create one rule. One rule around your food, one kind of guide, if you like, to start with. That could be related to water. That could be related. That could be nothing to do with the nutrition you eat, but actually just your habits around eating. Like like sitting down when you're eating. We're doing a little um, habit challenge, if you like, at the moment in our group. And these are really simple, simple strategies. For example, one of them is to drink only calorie-free be- beverages. And this includes water, of course. But liquid calories are associated with increased hunger, with gaining body fat. So if you can make sure, right, all the drinks I eat, because there's no satiety in them, they don't really fill you up. All the drinks I eat, drink, are now going to be calorie free. You'll probably know, oh, actually, yeah, this has made a huge difference. So I hope that helps. And any questions on that, um, let me know. Again, I'm not saying have them. I'm saying they're a tool in the toolbox. And not to just overly stress, because I can guarantee that the stress about having them, the stress about their effect, is probably more harmful than the thing itself. Any questions on that, let me know. Hope you found that helpful. If you did, let me know. And have a nice Sunday.